Okay, let's do this, Yaz. It's travel time. <laughs> yep, your mic on. Ready to go? Mic on. Test, test. Okay, I think we're live. Let's go. A-list access. It's your A to Kings group travel besties, Nick and Yaz, with the A to Kings A-list access podcast. So sit back and enjoy the adventure. I mean, show. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a very special bonus episode of the A80 Kings A-List Access Podcast with Nick and Yaz. I'm of course the Nick part of that and I'm ordinarily joined by my sensational co-host Yaz Nelson. Though today she's off, she's out of the office, hopefully she's on one of our sensational tours. Though there's no need to fret as I am joined this episode with an extra special guest host. I've got Margot Windenberg, Senior Sales Manager for North America on the line with me today on the show. Welcome to the podcast Margot. Hi Nick, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, no, it's all our pleasure. We love Love having guests on the show um, and I kind of use this line a lot but it means I can do a little bit less talking kind of put the onus back on you which is always nice means I can do a little bit less which I love doing um, and I guess to kick things off did you want to let me know a little bit about and let the listeners know I guess um, about how you kind of started in the travel industry and kind of what led you to the A to Kings group I moved to Seattle and I applied for a job through a newspaper ad for a receptionist at a travel agency that specialized in Australia and New Zealand Okay, and so I was hired on there and from there just started going through everything did documents and started selling on the side a little bit with um, the team there and then from there moved into a wholesale agency where I was at for 11 years okay okay. and then I've been with AT Kings for and February, it'll be seven years. Wow, a real resident in the AT Kings business there, which is nice. And I guess within that time, how many times you've got to kind of come across and, and visit Australia and, and see the best of Australia and New Zealand? Have you managed to get across a few times or? Yeah, so probably about one to three times for 20 years. I was going to go through and count, but they don't stamp your passports anymore. So I actually don't really know for sure. Yeah. But it is about one to three times per year. Yeah. I When I was at the whole, wholesaler that I worked for for 11 years, I would organize and lead all the family trips down there with the travel agents. So um, I got to experience a lot of Australia and New Zealand in that role. Yeah, definitely. It's funny about the um, no passport stamps anymore, isn't it? You end up, when you're trying to figure out when you've gone to place or how many telling things up, it often turns into like going through a camera roll and trying to figure out, oh yeah, that's right, that was then, and then that happened there, and then okay, yeah, it's kind of coming together now. Yeah, I just know my Facebook memories are constantly some trip to Australia yeah. and New Zealand all the time. Last week it was an anniversary of a trip I took to the top end, so... Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, but isn't it? Um, your Facebook memories are sometimes a little bit, um, a little bit malicious, aren't they? Because they always seem to pop up these amazing Facebook memories when you're doing like the nitty gritty of your office work and you're not on this gorgeous <laughs> holiday. It's always when Facebook's telling you, "Oh, yeah. Also, do you remember this time last year you having a lot of fun in the top end?" It's so true. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very jarring. Yes. Yeah. I guess of all that travel, have you um had a favorite place to visit or a favorite memory across either Australia, New Zealand? You can also do one of each. Like what? what's kind of something that stands out from from your travels kind of down under if you will um places like i mean kangaroo island the wit sundays and then that trip to the top end actually is probably one of my all-time favorites yeah it was extremely eye-opening of all the ones i did that was a it was an inspiring journeys trip actually that i was on um and it was one of just the most fantastic trips i've ever taken to australia it was so educational and eye-opening, and I came out of it with such a deeper 
understanding of Aboriginal culture and also the wildlife in that whole region as well. Yeah, definitely. Is there any, um, going a little bit rogue off script here, but is there any kind of um, uh, stereotypes that you, like there's always the age-old stereotype of overseas people thinking that um, Aussies like ride kangaroos to work and things like that. Have you kind of, were there any kind of stereotypes that you thought when possibly before you'd visited and you've come across and gone, oh, actually, that's not, that's nothing like that. Or is there anything that kind of, have you kind of fallen into that space? at all um you know I was so I was really so young when I started traveling over there um yeah I can't recall anything but I know that just with friends or even my husband some of the stereotypes that you have like with the with animals and with culture and with the destination as well you know that crocodiles are roaming around in the streets of Sydney and, and things like that I mean, it's kind of a joke, but it is kind of, you know, that Crocodile Dundee yeah, yeah. type of thing. I think people still see a bit here. Oh, and I guess you've kind of touched on it, but what do you love about your job? Like, what are the really key things that draw you to, to your role and you get to kind of do in your kind of day-to-day? Um, I mean, I get to work with a destination that I'm passionate about, and I get to work in such a fun industry with travel and tourism. And then, I mean, the network of people that are a part of it in the travel industry, the travel agents, uh, travel advisors, wholesale, and then all of um, the people at Tourism Australia and the state tourism offices. I mean, it's just such an incredible group of people. And um, and also, like I said, the destination's incredible as well. Who, like, I love coming to work and this is what I do. You know, I get to share yeah. this passion for this amazing place. Is um, one of the destinations, I know you kind of said the top end is your favorite kind of trip that you've done, but is there an Australian destination that is your, your favorite? Favorite place you've gone is there one place that stands out among the rest or is that too hard to split the hairs there it's kind of, that one's always a tough question for me because there's just there's so many I mean I think that one of my favorite like in New Zealand for example one of my favorite places is Napier in the Hawke's Bay region I'm somebody who's really passionate about food and wine as well so I just love places like that and South Australia also Adelaide the Barossa Valley all of those regions as well are, are things that personally I feel very um, passionate about and love a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I guess leading back into that then, what are the kind of unique things you find about Australia and New Zealand that, that you're really sharing with your agent partners and wholesale partners there? What are the unique kind of takeaways you always kind of coming across? Um, just some of the, there's some really remarkable um, tourism experiences that you can have in uh, Central Australia, especially there's so many new experiences that have just come up. And um, one of which is we're the exclusive operator for the Sunrise uh, Field of Light tour in at Uluru. Yeah. And it's just, that's one that's really incredible that I like to really talk to people about. And then, like I said, the culture, learning about the culture in that region as well, I think is one of the most amazing things about a visit to yeah, Australia. Um, and I need to um, I need to kind of plug myself here at the second and kind of add validity to what I'm doing at the second. But um, what are kind of takeaways from this podcast? And why do you think this, important, this podcast is important for your age and partners? What's kind of the reasons you're going to be kind of pushing people to kind of give it a listen and give it a plug? What are, what are your kind of takeaways there? Uh, I think that the entire podcast series is just going to be such a great way and convenient way for agents to listen and it'll be fun and they'll learn a lot about the destination in their own time while they work, while they're out going to the grocery store. You know, you could just catch up and learn a lot. 
Yeah, perfect. That's that's the uh, the answer I was really hoping for. I will be sending your check in the mail because that's exactly what I was kind of hoping for there. Hoping my boss hears this and really gets the ball rolling there, which is amazing. I'm hearing season two already. I don't know where that's come <laughs> from, but <laughs> the Nick and Margot show, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, oh, perfect. Okay, we'll sign the dotted line after the show. Um, jumping back into it, though, back on the kind of travel questions there. What are some kind of uh, trends you're seeing in your local market or what's happening in your region? region at the moment that you're hearing from your partners or or sharing with your partners? You know, something that we're seeing a lot of that I didn't see before, you know, things open back up um, or before things close down, I should say. Uh, We're getting a lot of single travelers, a lot of single travelers that are in, I'd say in their 40s and 50s that are going and they're tying together a number of trips, a number of our tours. So they'll be gone for four to six weeks traveling all throughout Australia and New Zealand and really making the most of it. I think uh, the fact that a lot more people in the U.S. are working from home now, it really opens up the opportunity for them to be able to go these great distances and stay a lot longer and experience a lot more of what Australia and New Zealand have to offer. Yeah, definitely. That's a big one. And the other thing is that uh, people are booking very last minute now as well. Um, We're seeing a lot of bookings for um, quarter four of 2023 from here. Qantas has had some really amazing airfare sales from this region and um, it's really a great time for clients to go and visit the destination yeah definitely I think I think people at the second are now kind of realizing we've got this time that we can be doing things and people want to be kind of making the most of it and I think your piece there about four to six week trips people are going I've got the time I can do this right now let's piece it all together and pull it together which is quite nice and I think um, the narrative around solo travel especially in the group spaces is really exciting and, and really it always has kind of been a piece but I think you're seeing it more often now because people are just so excited to go and do things and there's less barriers kind of I think almost mentally or personally they're kind of not they're kind of overcoming that to go I don't I don't really mind from traveling alone because I'll be joining this group and and getting to see these kind of things that I was possibly going to miss out on yeah and that's one of the great things about our product and solo travelers is that they still get to travel with a like-minded group of people they'll get to make new friends and they're not they're not alone the whole time but they still have a lot of freedom to go and explore as they want to see yeah, things definitely. And I guess keeping on the on the trends topic there, are you seeing any hotspots or, or traveler trends in the Australian and New Zealand kind of regions themselves or any kind of key destinations you're seeing are really flagging at the second or is it a bit all over at the second or what are you really seeing there? New Zealand is a hot spot right now for US travelers. It is, um, we've yeah. really seen a big jump in our New Zealand sales and then also um, Central Australia as well with all of the new tourism product that's out there. That's a really amazing place to visit right now. The new art installation by Bruce Monroe out at Kings Canyon. Um, like I said, yeah. Field of Light Sunrise. Though All those experiences are really incredible. And we're seeing a big uptick in interest for those areas. Yeah, definitely. I've done um, I've done a few of these bonus episodes with international sales managers. And it's interesting. The SA piece is really, South Australian piece, has really blown up. We're seeing that from so many different international inbound markets. It, South Australia has almost been... Um, this underdog that's really risen in, in kind of recent times and, and it's really getting its kind of turn in the sun, which is nice to see for that that area of Australia. Oh, yeah. And we have a huge number of new tours in South Australia as well. Yeah. Um, we have this South Australia Outback adventure that goes to some really 
uh, different places that you wouldn't normally see in a tour. And uh, I know that that the capacity is maxed out, I believe, at 30 passengers. But that tour, you know, you do a scenic flight over Lake Erie, you get to see things like Wilpina Pound, really get to get yeah. in depth in Aboriginal culture and in just immersing yourself in the people of that region as well and getting to meet them and engage with them. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm cautious that you're uh, super busy. You've got a lot on your plate. So I'm, I'm grateful that you've taken the time to chat with us. I'm going to uh, ask one last question, then I'll kind of leave you to it. But I guess um, this is kind of a wrap up question. If you had an agent or a wholesale partner and they kind of didn't really know much about the Australian New Zealand kind of regions, and I guess subsequently didn't really know anything about AT Kings, the AT Kings group, um, but their clients wanting to visit Australia, New Zealand, what's kind of your elevator pitch there? What's your final sales pitch to kind of say, What's the Australian New Zealand market in a in a nutshell and what is kind of the AT Kings group? How would you sum that all up? You know, usually when I have a question, like when I am meeting with somebody who doesn't have a lot of education on the destination, I think that, I mean, understanding the destination is the first thing. And uh, Tourism Australia and, and Tourism New Zealand have some really great specialist programs. So if an agent does want to learn more about the destination, those programs are the best way to start. And then with AAT Kings, our tours are, it's an easy sell for an agent for them to book their clients on one of our tours. You know that they're going to have an amazing time. They're going to be immersed in the destination and get to really engage with the people, with the culture, with the wildlife, the yeah. food and wine. Um, and they're going to have an amazing time. Their uh, travel director, we get amazing feedback on all of our travel directors every day. So it's... Um, the clients will have a great experience on one of our tours for those reasons or more than one of our tours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. And with that elevator pitch, I think there must be like a second check in the mail for you because you're really ticking the boxes <laughs> that I need to be had here, which is amazing. <laughs> okay. Well, with that, I think we are all wrapped up for another episode. Margaret, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute blast. Um, for any of our agents listening along, please do be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit AAT Kings forward slash A listers. That's AAT Kings forward slash A-L-I-S-T-E-R-S for more info fact sheets and all of that fun stuff um and while we're asking you to do things please jump over to the facebook page um and join that one the facebook page there is aat kings travel agents um on facebook you can find that one by punching into url bar facebook.com forward slash aat kings north america or flick margo myself or anyone in the rest of the team an email and they'll be able to sort you out with that i think we're all done for another episode bye